But it is episode 138 of Wayne In with Travis Hartman. I am B Money, the producer. That over there is the talent. Weekend, Trav. We are here in studio. It's been a while, but we wanted to recap a couple big things that's been happening over the past weekend. Uh, we're going to talk, obviously, Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou here in a few moments, but we wanted to jump on the uh, fights that we were at on this past Friday, and that was Amanda Serrano taking on Danilo Ramos in uh, history making, right? History, yep. Uh, first time in history for the titles, we had women's boxing championship boxing 12 rounds three minutes around first time in history not just amanda serrano involved in that folks also Daniel ramos in the other corner so we don't we don't want to take any credit away from her as well she was part of the history making efforts but weekend trap wow what an event here in orlando florida at the carib royale uh where do we start with it Oh my gosh, the Puerto Ricans come out for their fans. Oof. So let's just let's just give them a lot of credit for mm-hmm, supporting mm-hmm, their fans. Mm-hmm. They've supported Amanda, Amanda Serrano, um, deservingly so. Yeah. She's amazing and yeah, she yeah. always does deliver. Um, but yeah, she's the IBF, WBA, and WBO world champion. She's the unified champ. It's the first time a unified champ has ever did 12 three-minute rounds in the women's boxing. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. For the belts. For all the belts. And they were on the line. And you're so right, B-Money. B-Money made a very good point when we were talking about this. We're sitting at the fights. We're, we were ringside, second row. Um, we were talking about the fights, and B-Money was like, Trav, you realize that Danilo Ramos is also part of this history making, and I was like, "You're right." I just think it gets didn't lost. Give her it gets love. lost in that because obviously Amanda Serrano is the well known, much more well known of the two. She's going to get the ESPN highlight. She's going to get the notoriety, and rightfully so. All right, so but we wanted to also make sure. Hey, uh, I mentioned. Hey, there's two people in the ring in the history books. It's going to have Amanda Serrano versus Danilo Ramos yeah. as the first twelve round three minute round fight so it you're right though she her name is in the record books forever now of that lost. in that fight in that fight she lost but i think she she won the marathon mm-hmm. of that fight because mm-hmm. she was running circles around the ring staying away from amanda serrano's power and you could tell that's why i do like amanda serrano i think that's why a lot of people like hers because um in the women's boxing you generally don't see a lot of knockouts correct me money that's why i think it's not as popular as the men's boxing overall mm. because some of them are but amanda serrano goes for it mm-hmm. every single round she was constantly pressing and i think even the announcers by the way were just like no way that she can keep this pace up for 12 three minute rounds and she did and she did she didn't fade they both actually to to be honest they both pretty solid pretty solid for all the 12 rounds at three minutes a pop and uh you know if if you were in the uh audience or if you were watching on DAZN, watch this uh, watch the event and watch this fight you'll recognize the fact it was pretty it was very very good high quality boxing itself not just the three-minute deal, not just the 12 rounds, not just for the belts, but the fact that just the talent level, it's far, it's so far and away much better than things like we talk about, like the OnlyFans championship coming up you know, in, in a handful of weeks. And, and Well, I call it that. It's not really that, but I call it that. But I think well, what, what tends to overshadow the talent pool in yep. women's boxing is the spectacle yep. that some girls get women get in the ring and it's just a travesty to the sport i like it this travesty. was not no, this, this was, was not you're right and that's i think i think a lot of the other women's boxers though right now 
are actually probably not liking Amanda Serrano mm. because Amanda Serrano raised the bar. Mm-hmm. She's a trailblazer. She is. She raised the bar for every single woman out there. And I love to see that because she really did. She's like, I'm not getting paid any extra or any less for doing this. She's getting paid a set amount regardless of how many rounds she does. And the fact that she chose, and I think that's what people don't realize this, Amanda Serrano chose to fight 12 three-minute rounds. She did not have to. It's 10 two-minute rounds for women's boxing. Mm-hmm. Think about that. 10 two-minute rounds is 20 minutes of actual fighting, one minute between for rest, but 20 minutes of actual fighting. She goes from 20 minutes of actual fighting to 36 minutes of actual yeah. fighting, almost double and, because she wanted to. And it's not that she got paid more to do more minutes exactly or anything right. like that, which which that's tends to be some of the arguments that you get like a Michaela Mayo and others saying, well, I'm, I'm only going to do two minutes until they pay us for three minutes. No, that's not the way it works, okay? Not. That's not the way it works. So. It was great, and it brought the stars out from history, historical women's boxing. We had several names there. You know, we have photos of you and I. We have Holly Holm was there. Uh, we have uh, Layla Ali. Layla Ali was there. Christy Martin. Christy was there. Martin, who tends to she comes to a lot of those uh, box lab uh, shows there. She's in, in a promotion now. She actually had a fighter that fought that. That's night, right. A guy who. We'll talk about it a little bit. He's okay. the one that upset the other guy. But yes. yeah, that was a Christy Martin um, protege. Yeah, yeah. We had, um, I mean, there's the stars were there. We had Edgar Berlanga, not a women's fighter, but he was there. Puerto Rico. Yep. Hey. Oh my gosh. We had so many out there. We had up and comer to Ashton Silvey, who signed by MVP Promotions. That's right. Um, we had Jorge Linares was there, yep. who just announced his retirement, but this guy is phenomenal. And I always forget her name. Who was. Um, uh, she's also uh, with uh, with Jake Paul, the the women's fighter, who they announced in the ring. With Ashton Sylvie too. Yeah. Oh, uh, so take it a look because she's going to be taking on our 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 show's personal favorite, Francon Cruz Desern or Desern Cruz. Desern Cruz. Whatever. Do you I'm know? Look that because they'll probably have it scheduled. Savannah so. Marshall. She might have just handed those belts to Savannah Marshall back a couple months ago. She should have. Shadassia Green. I yeah, 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 yeah. Who is 13 and 0, and they're fighting December 15th at the Crib Royale. Yeah, and that should be, uh, that sh- she should wipe the floor with her. You would think, and we've watched, and the reason why me and Bunny have such a, uh, an opinion about Cruz Azern is because we actually were ringside. I had a girl that I trained that fought mm-hmm. Francon Cruz and lost a decision over eight rounds. Very sloppy, ugly fight it was. Mm-hmm. It was on it was both very, parts, on very, both parts yep, for sure. Yep. Um, but Ashley Curry was her name. She's a girl that we trained. Ash- um, and Ashley will admit that too. Yeah, for sure. But yep. Ashley is a girl that's not supposed to go the distance with a world champion mm-hmm. and make it look ugly. It, it was an ugly fight. There was not a dominant and fight And at the there. time, at the time, Francon had not been handed a world championship. So let's keep that in mind. That that wasn't for belts, but it was like kind of next but to But she line. was a world champion, though, at the time still. Oh, was she? I yeah. don't know. But it, Paper but champ. You're, you're right, though. It's And that was on the undercard of Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell. So, yeah. They so were there for several that years, A couple of years It was 2021. Years January yeah, so of 2021. Let's, let's not waste any more airtime on the, on her or that. But, so, Shadisa Green is her name, and yes. she's phenomenal. She was sitting right by us, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was kind of cool to see all those stars. You're, you're right, B-Money. And I know that... So, we didn't actually get to watch the telecast on TV because we were there. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they showed even more people. But Paulie Malinaji was ringside because yeah. he was a commentating yeah, yeah, crew. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of big-time stars there, which is... Awesome to see because it's right here in our backyard. Including Weekend Trav and B-Money, the producer. We were there too, so we appreciate anybody uh, taking the time to say hello to us. We do appreciate it. We're we're, we're kind of Um, halfway, not really, but trying to be such a big deal. Yeah, so Amanda Serrano, victorious there. That moves her to 46-2-1. Can you believe that? That is amazing. And you know what's also cool is... 
we'd found out these cool little stats. So this Caribe Royale ballroom, is it's not huge. It's mm-hmm. not a stadium-like, right? They did 3,500 ticket sales, 3,500 plus That's called sell-out, ticket folks. sales. And they also, the live gate was $230,000. Why that matters is because Amanda Serrano, when she fought at the Hulu Garden, Madison Square Garden, they sold 6,000 tickets there, mm-hmm. and they were just over $230,000 mm-hmm. there. Amanda mm-hmm. Serrano did that right here in Central Florida with almost half the capacity of a crowd, and she still did the live but that, People come out for boxing. That crowd was rocking that night. So oh kudos, God, night was amazing. kudos to Most Valuable Promotions as well as Box Live Promotions as well as Celsius. Celsius Live Fit, who was there also sponsoring uh, the event. Massive props to Box Lab for starting all of this at Crib Royale. They've done all almost all of their events there. We've been mm-hmm. going for two, two, two and a half years, three years now. I can't remember how long it's been now because once we started the podcast, they started going. We started going to those guys and we met them and we're like, these guys are good. They're going to put Central Florida on the map. And it already is not, there right now. They right? have put them more than on the map. I mean, I, I'd be curious to see when the stats are out how many uh, you know buys, not buys, but how many eyeballs were on in the zone oh, yeah. uh, with that one. Uh, here's my one critique, because there's always a critique, and that's good. You should listen to critique and move forward. I won't even say critique. What I'm going to say is suggestion. Constructive criticism. But I'm going to say suggestion for the fans, okay. not for the guys with Box Lab and where. For the fans, if you're going to go to a show there like an upcoming show that we'll talk about in a few moments as well if you're going to go to a show at the carib go a bit early go to the hotel bar and lounge and poolside get some cocktails that way you've parked early if you're trying to arrive for the pre-card fights and it's a big time card with amanda serrano on it it's going to take a while to get parking it's going to take a while to find a spot so i think what be money is saying is probably uber there That'd probably be the best idea. You're still stuck in the car? Because drop you off and get out, though. Because yeah. the parking, I don't know that they were expecting to be that big because it was that big. And they were kind of running around the parking area. It was, it was very but packed. But they made it work. They, they made did. it work. But for future reference, if you were a spectator, go a little early. Show Caribe Royale some love. Go to the hotel bars, one of them. I think there's more than one. Have a cocktail or two. Get a little sauced up, a little liquored up. And then go (laughs) over to the event and continue to drink uh, the night away while watching some great, great boxing action. We can travel. What else from this event? We were excited to be there, be there on the second row ringside. What else were you catching from an action standpoint uh, with this event here this past Friday? There's this guy that we've seen fight a couple times now. Mm -hmm. And I've been pretty high on him because he was only 5-0, I believe, going into the fight. He Mm -hmm. won. His name is Damion Lescaye. 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 Cubano. Yeah. So he's trained by um, Ronnie Shields, who's mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame trainer. He's mm-hmm. trained a lot of world champions. Um, but this kid's only 6-0 and now. He's a lefty. And he finished the night on his fight, at least. He his finished night. his night. Yeah. His night in spectacular. Highlight real knockout. However, the constructive criticism there was that fight was not... Um, exciting until it was. Yeah, and it was uh, nine rounds of. You're like, oh, he could just do more. He he just he looked a little stale. He looked a little not all little, there, little not tentative. Snappy. But he found it. I think it was at the very end of round nine of ten, I believe. So it correct was. me if I'm right. wrong. You're right. And I I could have sworn that they had already pounded the you know pounded the wood or whatever. Right. It was at like last ten seconds hey. of the round. Like it was it was finishing time for the round, and I can't remember his opponent, but his opponent was not paying attention no and uh, ryan ray barlow yeah and that was 
knockout of the night for sure uh, at this event 100 percent. that was not that was more than knockout just of that night that was a really that was a highlight that was probably knockout. one that, that's probably that one to look good. at maybe towards the end of the year where yeah. we're looking for knockouts of the year uh, the level we're, of we're that little, maybe, we're a little biased because we were there yeah. and uh you know we saw spit fly but it was a great <clears> fight um there, there were some other really good fights mm-hmm. on that card too i have to mention really fast alexander rios vega seven and oh versus beningo aguilar who was ten and oh um, from Crescent City, California, I believe. And Alexander Rios is from, I think he's a local guy he's because Texas. he had a big fan. No, he's from uh, St. Cloud, Florida. Oh my gosh, super local by way of uh, Puerto Rico. But this kid's exciting. He was 7 0 going into the fight. He fought a 10 0 guy. I think it's phenomenal when these guys like to step up because mm-hmm. nowadays I hope people know that one loss in boxing is nothing in the world now. No. Fight these good fights. TV likes that. Fans love that. Even though Rios lost. He fought. It was a very close fight. Um, he went down, um, but it was a very close fight. I do think it was very close. I think it was a split decision even. Um, but I, th- I think that the correct guy did win. I think so too. But the fans won. Yeah. That fight yeah. was just back and forth. Rios brought the fans. Came to the ring dressed like the the guy from Madagascar. You know, with the, I, yeah. I don't know. So my constructive criticism there weekend, Trav. I get it. You want to you want to get the fans involved, and I, I think that helps. I mean, he's come out. I think as a Power Ranger and stuff like that. It's been different a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on the fight. So at this point, focus on the fight. But B Money, what have we said before? Though we've said this before. If anybody can take anything from the YouTubers, like the Jake Pauls and those guys, they're bringing entertainment value. So when these kids do this, we can't put them down for this. Don't, I applaud the efforts. Don't come out as a Pixar character, or not Pixar, a uh, uh, DreamWorks character. I wouldn't have known from Madagascar. Dude, I can't help it. You know, it's uh, you know, my kids are older now, but you know, I've seen all these movies, and I'm a universal. But he, pass de- holder, he so. delivered because he put up a heck of a. It fight. was a great if fight. You do that yes. and you go out and get knocked out. They're not so good, but he put up a hell. Of but a fight. I just there's a part of me that says, you know what? It almost feels like a joke in the ring walk sometimes. Like you've put too much thought into the ring walk. But I appreciated it. Yeah, you appreciate it to a point, but I, I and yes, the last fight he had, it was he won obviously, but him and everyone's walking out of a different power range. I'm like, I feel like that too much thought's been put into this rather than the actual fight and the opponent. I think we need two sets of those people, and we got that. So I think on a card, I think we need kind of the crazy out there, outside the box guys, and then we need the guys like Antonio Vargas who went to the ring with some gospel music, sure. walked straight to the ring, walked in the ring, very God-fearing guy, delivered, won a unanimous decision, delivered. and I'm good for him. Antonio uh, Vargas, great job. Yes, brother. I'm happy he won. And we yes. need a mixture of that. I, but I think even so. ringside during uh, Vargas's fight, we're sitting there thinking, oh, he just, he just needs that killer instinct that yeah. finisher instinct hurt the guy early that girl's a, that guy's a former world champion he was he, to me watching that fight and this is once again i think he's great i think antonio vargas is wonderful we've seen him fight several times um and support him completely it just felt like he was happy being up on rounds yeah i, I don't know their thought process of him because we're obviously weren't in the corner Correct. or their game plan I think that they probably my. This is my opinion that watching that fight, I think that as a coach, you're probably looking at the other guy who's a former world champion who mm-hmm. can punch. Mm-hmm. You're winning this entire fight. Don't do something stupid and yeah. get caught. So maybe that's where I'm not sure if that's where he was at, or if he will, always will fight like that no matter what. That might just and be he could, how it is because he's very good technical fighter yeah. for sure, and maybe he just doesn't have that knockout ability. So he needs to be in the ring with somebody where they can force him to kind of you know dig down deep. I don't know, but. He won. It, he beat a former was, world it champion. It was decisive. So that, I think that was our gripe during the fight. It was like, it's pretty decisive mm-hmm. you're winning. But it's like, 
maybe if you just put the gas pedal down a little further. Yeah, and that, the, that's the beauty and the beast of boxing, know, though, I is know. the fact that at any given second, you at, can be ended. As we mentioned from the Les Kaye fight. Um, you he know. was winning that whole fight, though, too. He was winning the whole fight, but... But he put the gas on, right? Like, he, he in the last 10 seconds of round nine, and that's and what like, happened. And was lights out. Yeah. It was left, right, good night. Yes, that right hook. Good put night. The you can find that on Instagram. Um, we spent a lot of time on this, but it was a great show. Box Lab, thank you so much. MVP Promotions, Jake Paul's promotion company. Yes. It was amazing. Amanda Serrano delivered. The Puerto Rican fans came out. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to I want to emphasize to people that not just the Puerto Rican fans, like, come on, guys. Like, we all got to come out and support these people. I genuinely do believe this. It's going to sound bad, but I don't care because Floyd Mayweather even mentioned something like this. Americans don't really get behind their athletes as much as Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, even English, the UK. They used to come in droves for mm. Ricky Hatton. There's mm. only one Ricky. But they don't do that for Americans. I'm not sure why that is exactly because we're a melting pot. I have, well, I have a thought. I have a theory. Puerto Rico's a smaller island, but, you know, Mexico's pretty big. I have a theory, though. It's pretty big. I have a theory is that, I mean, when you look at the United States anyways and how spread out we are geographically, but also take into account how many dominating professional sports we actually have through the United States. And so uh, I think you start to gravitate towards various things and not everything, right? So, for instance, we're big football fans. Uh, But then you could even break that down further. You have a professional team. Do you follow college? Some people don't even like college or pros. They follow one or the other. Yeah. You know? I don't watch college. I I just have a feeling when you look at certain fan bases, especially coming from – and not once again, not discrediting a whole, you know – set of people but if you don't have that majority of sports pouring through your country because the country's small or whatever it might be or island-based um that's why you get get behind yeah you get behind those athletes for sure all your chips are on the table behind them we are so spread out we have so all these sports baseball football basketball blah 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 wnba we have a lot to support this is true but i still wish they would do better Congratulations, Aces or the Las Vegas team? No, the Las I, Vegas team. I don't know. Be much. Congratulations you know to the WNBA Las Vegas, whoever your mascot is. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't know. No, I think they won the. I think they won their title. There's like what four or five teams in the WNBA now. I'm not sure. Okay, <laughs> um, weekend trap. I genuinely, really, am not sure. So I let, spend too much time with boxing. We're gonna put a bow on this event here. This was MVP three. Okay, most valuable prospects three. It was on the zone this past Friday. It was coming to you from Orlando, Florida, at the Carib Royale. It's brought to you by Most Valuable Promotions as well as Box Lab Promotions, sponsored by Celsius. Live Fit. it. Live I love it. That. <clears throat> um, we can travel. Let's move on. Great. We have We're open up another can of worms. With this this one. is a big can of worms because this fight happened. If we want to call it a fight, this happened the next day. This was Saturday, and it was one Tyson Fury taking on Francis Ngannou, billed as the Battle of the Baddest. Bat, is that was that it? Just so. Battle of the Baddest? Yeah, I think so. Like Battle of the Baddest. Mike, Michael planet. Jackson. I'm bad. <laughs> I'm bad. You know it. Come on. Um, Battle of the Baddest. Tyson Fury squeaks out, split decision. Yeah. Some people are calling it a robbery, a travesty. Some people are saying it was a, a, a mockery, a, sh- a trav, mock, sham mockery. Three words, travesty, a sham, and a mockery. Mm-hmm. Travis sham mockery. Some people are saying that's what it was. You have, you have cage fighting fans, MMA fans, up in arms, thinking Francis Ngannou won this. You have boxing purists, boxing fans saying, listen, no, you didn't. 
here's why. And then you have everyone in the middle saying, why did we spend $80 to watch this? We can Trav, I'm going to toss that one to you because as one that did spend $80 to watch this. I did not. I didn't pay a cent for this. Uh-oh. I watched it. Well, we don't it. want to say how you... I watched you... it. Nope. I watched it at a friend's house. Oh, there we go. So You should have at least given some cash. Dave Schroeder, I'm sorry, but I couldn't because I proclaimed on here and everywhere else that I wasn't going to pay a cent for that, and I didn't. So, Dave, I, I apologize, but I wasn't paying a cent for that. So, um, I watched it with some friends. Uh, me and the wife went over to Dave Schroeder. Uh, did you bring him? Did you also, Did Dave, you bring him like some, I mean, some Chick-fil-A, I actually brought some, Taco I brought some Bell? Did you bring him I brought some blends over. And I brought some some Blantons left over from um, the night of the fights. So with good, Frank you brought him Lewis. some leftover. We love you guys. He, left, he brought leftover bourbon to watch this. Okay, <laughs> I mean leftover <clears throat> Blantons be money. So let's talk. So Tyson Fury, when we recorded last week, episode one thirty seven, it's there on YouTube and everywhere else. At the time, Tyson Fury was a minus fifteen hundred favorite. I think you mentioned in your reaction video, which is also on YouTube. You can catch it on Instagram, all that stuff. Find it, watch it. He gives a good take. He's probably going to break it down a little bit here too. I think you said he was minus fourteen hundred by the time yep. the bell went off. What happened? What happened in this fight? I mean, if you actually, if you remember way back six, almost seven years ago, when Floyd Mayweather fought Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. that fight in the first like six rounds was super shaky. It was super. You're like, oh my gosh, like Conor's not bad, and he wasn't. Conor was pretty good. You were, and then. Floyd turned it on and knocked him out in the 11th round, okay? Mm-hmm. This time, I, I kind of thought that that was going to happen again, and I, I predicted we were, at the, we were at the friend's house watching. I was like, listen, something crazy is going to happen early, and guess what it did? Mm-hmm. I literally said, I was like, something crazy is going to happen early, guys, but then later down the stretch, Tyson's going to take over like he should, mm-hmm. okay? And guess what happened? That didn't happen. So it was a very underwhelming performance by Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. When you are the heavyweight champion of the world— Lineal heavyweight champion of the world, undefeated. Mm-hmm. Nobody's touched you. I mean, he's been down seven times now, by the way. Mm. Seven Which times. Which is a pretty big stat, to be honest with you. You know what's an awesome stat, though, is he's been down seven times. He's gotten up seven times. And he's gotten up seven yeah. times. That's the only stat that actually really matters because he's never been knocked out. That's like a final thought. You should have saved that for the <laughs> final thought. But so the fight was, listen, oh, my goodness. Like, Nganu, I don't want to say Nganu impressed me because I don't take anything from him at all. I don't. He he did very well for a novice boxer at best. Oh yeah, I agree. And that is not talking smack on him. He's a, and he'll t- he'll tell you that he's he's an MMA guy. He yeah. he never boxed. He actually went to a boxing gym and yeah. they told him you could go pro in MMA he faster. He so didn't I'm gonna go. Bad. Over. He didn't look bad in the ring. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He looked a little more put together than his videos we've, that I saw. We've seen worse heavyweights. A hundred percent. Um, I think that it was his size. Yeah. That gave um Fury a little problems because I'm. Um, Fury's fought people that are tall, not as tall as him, but taller, but always lankier. I mean, Deontay Wilder's like 215, 220 at mm-hmm. most, right? Deontay, Deontay Wilder was outweighed by over 50 pounds when he mm-hmm. fought Tyson Fury. So I think Tyson Fury's weights allowed him to like lean on people, kind sure. of push him around a little bit. Sure. And I think early on he felt um Nganu when he, he would he would do the jab he did perfect he, he did good with his jab and that's what won Tyson Fury the fight by the way on my scorecard that's why because he did the jab and it was good. Tyson Fury has a great jab, pops it out there, sets his right hand up, but. His right hand wasn't landing as flush, and when it did land flush, this 270-pound man in Ganu, um, he absorbed his power, mm-hmm. and he didn't have the same effect that it had other people. And I don't think Tyson Fury was expecting that. Tyson Fury claims that he trained his butt off for this fight. It said Tyson Fury weighed 277, which is only one pound past when he beat Deontay Wilder. I don't believe it. 
I don't believe it because I've seen his body, and Tyson Fury doesn't have the best body, obviously, right? <laughs> he doesn't. He's a man that doesn't have a physique like Nganu, mm. but he looked extra. He looked like he was carrying 15 to 20 extra pounds. He right, did. Right. So I don't believe that he took this fight and was fully prepared and all of that stuff. Even though he's not making any excuses, I respect that. Tyson Fury said, hey, man, I came out there, I turned my butt off, I gave my best effort, and you know that's what it was. He goes, don't take anything from Nganu. And his face looks touched up today. It is, and very much touched up. Um, he what well, he did get touched. He yeah. got touched a little bit. Yeah. Um, but here's the deal. My scorecard, I posted on our Wang with Travis Armand Instagram page. You can give me grief, whatever you want. I gave three rounds to Nganu. The one round where he knocked him down, he won that round. Even though nothing happened before that knockdown, but that knockdown when he was in the round, 10-8. Sure. Then there was two other rounds I gave him. There was one or two rounds that, yeah, were, were really close. But overall, Tyson Fury controlled the fight. It was a boxing match, okay? It was a boxing match. Mm-hmm. Tyson Fury knows how to win boxing matches. He figured it out towards the very end. I'm probably going to win on point, so I better get my jab going. I better yeah. move out of the way. I better hold him and get out. It was not a good look for Tyson Fury. So Tyson Fury won, but Tyson Fury also lost, meaning mm. every person that watched that fight now, they're looking at Tyson Fury like, bro, you won, but like, come on, bro. You fought somebody who you were supposed to murder. You were supposed to, yeah. And in my video, I said this, and this, this is my example, was it's like an NFL team playing a high-level college team. It's a lose-lose, really. You're supposed to beat the college team by a lot. Mm-hmm. And even if you barely beat them, everybody's going to make fun of you. They're mm-hmm. going to be like, you should have killed these guys. You're professional. They're college. Same thing with Tyson Fury. You're the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, which is a very coveted title. He should have did more. Yeah. He should have beat him easily. And I, I want to make sure everybody knows this. This was in no way, shape, or form a robbery. This was a massively close fight. If you gave it to Nganu by one point, the 95-94, I actually... I'm not complaining. There was two rounds on my scorecard, at least two rounds where we're like, they were super close, but I thought he edged it out. Fury did because he landed a couple more jabs and a couple more right hands. And that's the only reason. You're a couple punches away from having a gun to win that fight. That knockdown was second or third. I can't remember. Third round. Yeah, so I think the people complaining are all, all focused on round three. Okay, Which is how it usually is. So many rounds beyond that. Um, the disservice to this fight going in is the fact that I think all of us kind of alluded to the whole, what you mentioned earlier a few minutes ago was, Mayweather McGregor like kind of almost saying hey, it's gonna be kind of like that right where uh, wink wink this is kind of the way it's gonna go yeah, okay yeah. we're gonna showcase what you got we're gonna showcase a little bit what we got we're both gonna walk out of this looking okay the guy who's posting and gonna win. we're just gonna laugh afterwards because of how much money we made and continue to make yeah. and that's the way that that fight went Mayweather McGregor we knew it yeah and we all bought it and we all watched it I did. and so I kind of thought about the same thing before Saturday I'm like Dude, this is going to be the same thing. It's, this is going to be bigger guys, but it's going to be very, very similar. And it just didn't quite go to that script. And so that's why I think now you get everyone, every talking head all up in arms about it. But ultimately, it's like, you know what? Good for Nganu. And I think made his the, the rumors are trying to get a ranked top 10 somewhere on some some fantasy list. Okay, whatever. He's 0-1 as a pro boxer now. 0-1 as a pro boxer, but... He did first fight, his first professional fight. Impressive. Toe to toe with Tyson Fury. It's a win. So this whole this whole night was a win for Ngano. This is why I'm going to tell Tyson Fury this: play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Mm, okay, like you it. played a stupid game on mm. even doing this fight because one, this is why I told some. I had a, a UFC friend who's a massive UFC homer. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh my God, Ngano's going to beat him." Blah blah blah. Whatever. And I was like, "This is a joke of a fight." 
And what I meant by the joke of a fight is, this is a joke that a guy making his pro debut is allowed to fight the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. It's a joke in that manner that Tyson Fury has other guys that he should be fighting. He should be fighting Usyk. He should be fighting Joshua. Yeah. He should be fighting any of those other guys coming up. The fact that he fought Nganu in Nganu's pro debut, I thought was a joke. That was a that significant, was the only significant difference with Mayweather McGregor was that Mayweather was, his career is over. He was, re the, he was, yeah, he was, was retired for like two years. Um, he was over, over 40. He was retired for yeah. over two years. So that was the bigger difference. So we can try. Here in Ghana, older. My whole thing is this. It's like, I'm just tired of these weird circus fights, I these agree. weird types, like the, you know, all the YouTube stuff that we've talked about before endlessly, which don't get me wrong. It helped bring a different kind of fan base in, but now their expectation going forward is completely jaded and distorted. If you were a fan that got brought in by one of the Paul brothers or a KSI or somebody like that, or even this, you have to respect the sport that you are drawn to now because it's not exactly what you think. It's not all this crazy glitz and glamour all the time. It's not this these circus acts, yeah. okay, at $80 a pop. Get down to the pugilism. Get down to the purity of the sport. Get down to the dance that is boxing because it's different. It's different. We've said this countless times on this program. It is not MMA. Two different sports, buckets. That is why you're not going to get a boxer going to MMA. Why would they? You never see it because we know that we've spent our whole life on one discipline. One discipline. Which is why we should be better. And we, both, nine times out of nine and a half times we are. Both sides, athletes, 100%. But there's, it's just a different sport. And the money's different. Why would a boxer ever go the other way? He wouldn't. You want to come up to where the money is because the money is in boxing. We've said that countless times here. I only go one way, be money. Well, there you go. That's good. That's good to know. Back home. Um, so Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou. We like the man dance, as Mike Perry says. We like the man dance. Yeah. It didn't exactly go to script. Not saying there was a script, but if there was, which I kind of assumed there kind of was, it didn't exactly go ah, the right. way we thought. And so it doesn't matter the day or two after when you look at photos of both guys. That's just for clickbait. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't. Yes, Tyson Fury's face is more touched up. Okay. But ultimately, per the stats, he landed more. He outlanded him. He landed at a higher percentage, mm -hmm. and he made, which means he made Nganu miss more. And, and that's essentially, it, you can't judge a fight just based on copy box. You can't. Right. But when it's that, when you outthrow him, outland him and at a higher percentage what does that tell you other, get the emotions out of other it. than the one highlight in round three it was pretty consistent throughout the course of every round that's kind of what other than one or two other rounds it's like that in boxing is you have to explain yeah. to people that one knockdown is one knockdown it's accounts for one extra well point. i mean listen that's the, it the same thing is when you cross over to the ufc side it's by the round you get yep. scored very similarly on the rounds. If some, if it's a five-round title fight in the UFC and somebody is, you know, kind of boring but dominant for four rounds, but then in the fifth round, the other guy turns it on and is like, oh, that's what we all remember. He should have won. No, the other guy won the first four rounds and scoring yeah, dictates exactly right. that. It, it, that is what it is. So, Here, and I want to tell everybody because I've been commenting on this and people are realizing it now. It was a close fight. Everybody's like, oh, it should have been a draw. It was so close. Well, here's the deal. No, it actually have been. physically, points-wise, could not be a draw. If there is a knockdown in a 10-round fight, mm -hmm. if there is no other point deduction or anything like that, 
then there cannot be a draw. There has to be a winner. And mm-hmm. the judges got it right. Their scorecards were exactly spot on. It's, it's, just, it's just math, folks. It's just math. That's I bet all. people's like, oh, yeah, it was a draw. I'm like, it couldn't have been a draw. No matter how even you think it was, it scored. They score round one. They sign the paper. They turn it over. Now they get a new sheet. Mm-hmm. They sign the paper. They turn it over. Now they got a new sheet. That's how judges judge professional boxing. Well, that's how I'm going to judge our <laughs> podcast so far. We're through two rounds of our podcast. And blah, blah, blah. We're probably at 2018. I think, well, there might have been a knockdown somewhere. Um, we can travel. So what we want to do for for you listening at home, let's just go ahead and do a very, very rapid fire rundown of what's coming up because i have issues so far the way that 2023 is wrapping up i'll let you talk okay. but what else is coming up for us over the next handful of weeks i'm just going to wrap up the november schedule that sounds good really fast because we'll get to december later because we have plenty to go I'm over because we're still tonight. in october i am i'm loving it um so there's some fights on espn shakir stevenson is fighting i'm not going to say who he's fighting because it doesn't matter emmanuel Navarrete is fighting on espn big fight dazone diego pacheco remember that name i've talked about him before yep. actually really good guy november 25th on dazone chantel cameron versus katie taylor two i big believe fight. big fight especially because katie taylor serrano needs to happen in 2024 november 25th david benavidez versus demetrius andrade big fight because that's super middleweight division and whose division is that canelo alvarez is not this is a happen. big fight not gonna happen b money does not think david benavidez Benavidez will fight Canelo Alvarez, but first of all, he does have to beat Demetrius Andrade first. First, yeah. But if he does, I'm telling B Money that I do believe that Canelo Alvarez in 2024, barring any major injuries, will fight David Benavidez. You know what? We're going to bet a sip of swill on that. And, oh, by the way, let me pause you for a second because <clears throat> on last week's telecast, episode 137, I said Tyson Fury's father was going to at least lose his shirt by round two of his fight with Nganu. Now, that's not... Quite, I would have took that bet. That's not quite a bet on the it's fight a, it's itself. That's a good bet. I'm saying I would have took the bet like yeah, that. Yeah, I, felt, I felt very confident in that. I was probably a good minus 1,500 myself on that bet. But, yeah. it, in fact, it didn't happen. He lost his shirt in the presser. He lost his shirt in the weigh-in. He actually got in front of the weigh-in. Of course, yeah. He, like, messed up yeah. the face-off. So... John Fury. Oh, my gosh. Peanuts. That smells like peanuts. It's like a mix. It's oh, just, no, we mixed a bunch, didn't we? Yes. That's uh, why we call it it's, Swill. So it's, it's on the bottle. Swill. That's what it is, Swill. So I have to take a sip of it because I lost a bet. B-Money's taking a thing of Swill. And I want you guys to see that we got these really cool, um, what do you call these, coasters now? Let me put this up here. Holy moly. Ugh. I'm I'm happy I'm happy I've already had both my kids because if I drink more of that I won't be able to have any more I'm just kidding I can't have any anyways I already took, I already, I already took care of that it's sterile oh my gosh it's sterile but I don't like the taste of that um okay sorry what else is coming up uh, that's it that's our November that, round that, that, that was that, um, it November twenty fifth rounds that nope. Cameron Taylor fight don't sleep on that one that's gonna no, be I mean, that's gonna was, be good undisputed female title at 140 pounds yeah, Cameron beat her is it, is it also for the same titles that was the first time yeah i believe so because they're running it back so yeah. i believe it yeah, is so cameron won the first one um and then Wait. so we'll see no no no. cameron didn't win that yeah she did cameron beat katie taylor yeah am i stupid right now maybe i'm stupid because i just drank swill Ooh, good for you look it up look it up look she's it 22 up. and one you're 100 percent correct boom, 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 boom. she won a majority decision over 10 rounds for two because minutes because you know Serrano. who at this table knows women's sports be money this guy i mean i got a big nose and they used to call me nose stradamus yeah 
But B Money the was nose, right. The nose knows. The nose knows. B um, Money was right. You're right, dude. That's so, why. So they're running it right back. They, so they, they fought time. in May. Now they're going to fight in November. Big time fight. Um, it is. And that's all you wanted to cover there. Yep, that's it. That okay. was the. I'm not going to talk about December until we get through November. Like, and so, I still, I'm still proclaiming that 2023 is the best year of boxing in a really uh, long time. You keep calling it the Jordan year, and I'm just not so sure anymore. But if you reference it as 2023, the 23 part being the Jordan year, I will uh, concede that maybe it's Washington Wizards, Michael Jordan, last year of his career. Because we started out strong this year, and it just kind of it's fading into oblivion. I mean, look, other than the, obviously the Serrano fight was great. That was a great event. But Fury and Ganu is what dominated highlights and headlines all weekend. And then what else are we finishing this year off with? Amanda Serrano. I'm talking about the next month and a half, two months. Two months. Well, you didn't let you wouldn't let me go over December because I think there's some big fights in December. Okay, but is but, there anything that's like oh? Well, no, because oh, we've already had oh all yeah. year. No, you can't deliver every single month. So, of by the way, the you year. you reference it real quick. I don't think Canelo's going to have uh, is going to take Benavides. I think in May he fights either Gia or somebody else. I argued this point in September he fights Benavides at the show with the boys. As long as Benavides wins. Yeah, with Lewis and Frankie, I argued this point. I think he's going to fight whoever he's fighting, you know, on, on, in May. In May. Mayo. And then he wants Bavall. I just think it's too long. It's been too long. And I think Bavall, actually, the way it's lining up, and this is why uh, I've made my prediction, nope, nope, the way it's lining up is nope. Bavall will end up fighting um, Archer Betterbeef. Betterbeef fights in January. So That'd the fact is, I think Bavall doesn't beat Betterbeef. I don't know. It's a great fight. But I just think that. Even if Canelo wanted to rematch Bivol, which I don't think he really wants to, and he shouldn't, their promotion shouldn't I let him. I think his pride wants him to. He, he does, and that's fair. He's a, he's a great. You sh- the greats want to get those back, and they should. Mm-hmm. I just think, yeah. based on how things line up, and Weekend Trav loves to look out at schedules and how they line up. Oh, my gosh. If Benavidez keeps winning, okay? Remember Swell. this. I, I got to have if. Because if Benavidez loses, obviously it's not going to happen. All of Weekend Trav's, if he keeps all winning. his bets have ifs. Because it's boxing. You. All you know these how boxing strings is. are tied to. I'm saying right out. He's not going to fight Benavidez. No strings. I don't need any explanation. Wait, are you saying ever or just 2024? Hmm. 2024. I think he does. Okay. There were, so there we have it. We have a sip of swill as the bet on that. Oh, man. I don't remember making that bet. But your yes, BS, and your no, no. We don't even need to shake on it. I have to. My words are true. Uh, we can try. Final thoughts. Since I am 0% liberal, mm. you know that my word is my bond, so we don't have to shake on <laughs> what it. What are you trying you to say? Know. What are you trying to say if, you, <laughs> if, if that wasn't zero? Listen, I, I joke, guys. Come on, I joke. Um, I, my final thoughts are that I don't have a good one this time around. I feel like I had a pretty decent one last time. It was pretty decent, I thought. But today, I don't. Um, boxing's awesome, as usual. Central Florida is becoming a hub for boxing. It has become the hub. It, the, no more becoming. It be, is. It is. It has be officially. Be money. You're right. It has officially become the hub. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. J Hub. It's the hub. Come on to Central Florida. Okay. Shout out J Hub. Um, my final thought. Give I'm, it to me. I'm going to give you a quote. Give it to you me. You ready for a quote? Yep. C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a little brain power today. Okay? I know what this is. So you like this? So he's got good quotes. Here's the quote. Aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. Shoot, like for, shoot for the stars, folks. 
Shoot for Put the your stars. Priority, get your priorities in line and aim for it. Shoot for the stars. If you hit the moon, you're still doing something pretty good. I guess. Well, that wasn't part of my thought, but you know. <laughs> um, sorry, the swill, the swill is kicking in. So uh, on behalf of Weekend Travel over there, this is episode 138. Wayne and Travis Hartman, we appreciate your time. Uh, catch us on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe below. Give us a thumb up for uh, just and, and also subscribe if you want to know next time we post something. I know Weekend Trav has uh, um, his quick shots take on the Fury Nganu fight that's on there. Go ahead and click that. We have all the stats. We have his breakdown of every round i'm not going to give it to you on this podcast but click the other video and see it um did i cover all the bases everything you did okay. mean, you didn't tell everybody how we're the number one podcast though yeah the number one beards bourbon podcast shot in orlando florida specifically laureate park specifically in a boxing gym and the second floor said boxing gym and the th boxing facility podcast room shot on a sunday or monday today be actually being sunday which drops on wednesday morning at 7 15 a.m eastern standard time in the, the world. world. <laughs> and also, make sure next time you're out at the grocery store, 7-Eleven or convenience store, go and find some Celsius Live Lift. Fit. <laughs> that over there is the talent we can trap. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. the man, the myth, the legend. Amen. God bless. God bless.